You are listening to the Badass Bitches for the Badass Bitches, hosted by Kim Coffin, Empowerment and Sexuality Coach with Get Your Sexy Back, and Carrie Hoffman, Align Practitioner with True Performance. Our goal is to bring you uncensored, pleasurable wellness for you, for your body, and for your mind. Welcome back to the podcast. We have a special guest today, Dr. Lee Cordell, who is a trauma-informed, pleasure-focused biz coach. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you. And we're really going to drop in today talking about trauma, trauma-informed, how to identify trauma in your own body, in the collective, all of it. <laughs> so let's hear a little bit about you first. Share with us. Yeah. Sure. So I am a former, I guess retired now I can say, uh, nurse practitioner, and I am a mom of three. I have been married for 16 years to my, or we've been together for 16 years, but I've been married for over 10 to the love of my life, who is also named Lee, believe it or not. And uh, yeah, so I became a coach about two and a half years ago and used my nurse practitioner experience, my coaching experience, and my own personal trauma experience to really help people heal and, and learn how to live in a relaxed, comfortable body as they do all the business things. Yeah, it's so, so important. Maybe we should go through the big T versus the little T because I know some of our listeners are like, eh, I don't have any trauma and other people are like, I got a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually hear that often as people are like, well, you know, I, I didn't go through anything major in my life. Right. Like yeah. I, I don't have any of what we call the big T traumas. Like there, I haven't been in a major car accident. I haven't had, you know, never been through any abuse or, um, or, you know, I had great parents. Yeah. They're so, amazing. Yeah. My parents are amazing. And, and I always say to that, my parents are amazing too. And I have a lot of childhood trauma. Uh, I have a lot of what I, I do have a few big T traumas, but like the, I have a lot of little T traumas, which is if the big T traumas are like sledgehammers that really like mess shit up, the little T traumas are like the thousand tiny cuts, right. Where mm. you experience lots of little, uh, times of shame where you're made to feel like the person who you are is not the person that you're supposed to be or where you're really just taught that how you show up as a human isn't okay those are all little traumas and and I think for women we all have a lot of little t trauma living in the patriarchal society that we do yeah even like reading do you remember reading and like grade one, grade two, grade three, out loud in a classroom, <laughs> stuttering on a word, fucking it up, and the entire class laughing at you? Like, yes, that's a trauma. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And, yeah. And I think what a lot of people don't realize is, is that that's, that doesn't become a trauma unless it's unaddressed, right? Like if the teacher in that moment was like, hey, I stutter on words, you know, I've been here, like, this is normal, this is nothing to be ashamed about. Then, you know, when the adult in the situation when we're kids comes through and really provides that normalization for us, we're kids are incredibly resilient, we'll be like, okay, great. And it's when that doesn't happen. And when we're put in repeated situations where that's not happening, that yeah. the trauma builds up and occurs. And I think it's happening now with the teachers in school, but way back when that was not happening. 
I hated reading out loud, hated it. You, You know, you can have trauma from a medical procedure, which we were talking about on our call together too, like yeah. a pap smear gone wrong, you know, something like that, that also oh, can create huge trauma in your body, in your sexuality, in a whole pile of things. Like there's so many examples. Let's share some more examples. Well, I know for a lot of women I talk to, childbirth is massively traumatic, even if they have a relatively like mundane quote unquote childbirth it's traumatic to not be able to get out of bed when you're squeezing a human out of your body. Like it's traumatic Mm -hmm. to be um, told, you know, the only way you can get through this is with drugs. Like the way that we really, and and I'm actually really excited to see the midwifery and the doula movement and all of the, you know, women empowerment around how we birth in, um, in Western society coming back. Cause I think that's really important. But for the vast majority of us, the way that we bring our babies into the world is not the way that we have been doing it for tens of thousands of years and the way that felt most natural and most safe and most supported. Yeah, we're very much taken out of our body in most birthing experiences right now. Unless you take huge control, pre-plan it, (laughs) pre-organize it, which I try to do for my second and have it at home. But even then, things get taken out of your control, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think like... Um, I was that woman, you know, the one that they rolled their eyes with when I was like, you will not do this. This will not be happening. This will not be happening. And when I had my twins, my son was incredibly sick and we knew that going in and the whole birth plan went out the window because it was like, we have to do this in a very specific way. And that was, I had to process that afterwards of like not being able to birth my child the way that I wanted to in order to bring him safely into the world and like the guilt and the the weird feelings around that. And luckily I had a supportive community, but I know there's a lot of women out there who don't. Yeah. Yeah. And even if you do have the supportive community, if you're not receiving it all, or if you're actually so traumatized and in the fog and your body is just freaking out and you can't hear it, it yeah. doesn't matter. Depends what we're building a trauma on top of trauma on, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. There's so much, so much in there. Yeah. I like that term of like building, like, yes, trauma builds on itself. And so sometimes people like they'll work through a trauma and they're like, oh, great. That one's resolved. And then another one pops up that they didn't even realize was there. And I'm like, yes, because that one was so deep seated that we had to clear the first to be able to get to the second. And what I found is, is, is really normalizing the fact that you're always going to have triggers, kind of what you talked about when we started of how you identify it. Like you're always going to have moments of emotional activation where you feel a lot of women de- define it as like this anxious feeling, right? Like where I get a lot of tension in my body, where it, my chest gets tight, where it's hard to breathe, where I have a flood of emotions like anger or frustration or rage or sadness that feels out of control. Like those are, those are past painful experiences or past traumas, like coming back into the present and triggering. Yeah. Yeah. Really being able to recognize like that may never go away. However, there are, you can learn how to very quickly return to the calm, relaxed body. So, and identify where the feeling is coming from and give yourself the thing that you need in the moment, because the thing you need in that moment is what you didn't get the very the first day. Occurred. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it can, shit, I was 
triggered yesterday, like totally. And I could see how it could just be another trigger, like building into another trauma very quickly. And it grabbed like a old, what was, what was the word? Like originally I came up with ignored, but it really wasn't ignored. It was like neglected mm. um, feeling from somebody who's not even emotionally connected to me, uh, just a total email thing, but it can actually trigger something up deep inside and you can feel it building. You can just feel it building. And of course, depending where your emotional state is at that day, uh, which as women, we have those emotional cycles, which I was in, I will say. So it grabbed me and it grabbed me and it was like, oh, I can't get out of this. And if I wasn't able to process that and to give myself what I needed yesterday and today, it would become another trauma and it would grow and it would fester and it would, you know, it shows up, it shows up. And then it shows up a lot of times. I'm sure you see this too in our body, in our health, coming out in autoimmune or coming out in a whole pile of nasty things. You don't even need to to list them all. I guess there's just so many ways that holding our emotions in traumatic ways shows up. And you see this too, Carrie, in your work, right? Like how, emotional baggage in from trauma comes out and shares. How do you see that? Want to share a little bit more about that, Carrie? How I see it is in various physical ailments that people have. There's a great book that you can get and read. It's called Feelings Buried Alive Never Die. And it talks about various, there's got to be hundreds and hundreds of different conditions in the book. For example, sciatica, sciatica is usually formed with people that are are having money issues and it's really neat when you dive into these things and I see my clients come in and they have carpal tunnel and I refer back to this book and openly say to them you know where are your feelings around this kind of thing and the eye opener to them is like oh my god I didn't even join the two together it's fascinating and once you're able to release those feelings that you have around that that situation the physical problem that you're having starts to disperse yeah I whenever I have people ask me like well how do I how do I process trauma right Mm -hmm. how do I do that in a safe and and healthy way. And I'm like, well, part of it's movement and part of it, you know, part of it's water, part of it's allowing yourself to actually feel the feelings, which that's the the major part. But what was so fascinating for me was finding out that I always realized that after a massage, I would be like a super emotional, you know, kind of a hot mess for a good 12 to 24 hours afterwards. And I'm like, why is this happening? And I was having a conversation with my therapist and she said well because your body stores the chemicals that are released during these emotional activations and you release up to 30 chemicals this is what blew my mind 30 hormones chemicals during every emotional activation that that triggered response release into your body and it takes up to 36 hours depending on the hormone for your body to completely remove it or Mm -hmm. store it Mm-hmm. And so a lot of this gets stored like in our fashion, like the pantyhose that run along your muscles, right? And so when you're doing movement and you're drinking water, you're actually allowing your body to get those chemicals out instead of then allowing them to just get released at a random time that you're not even expecting. So that is, I've 
but you know, uh, consistent massage and I drink a hundred ounces of water a day. And it's like, that's not coming from the physical, like, yes, I want to be physically healthy, but that's really supporting my emotional health as well. Mm-hmm. 100%. We did an episode a couple of weeks ago uh, on de-armoring. The same as like a massage when you go into de-armoring, which is literally de-armoring the tissue around more of your sexual areas. So whether that's your breasts, nipples, vulva, vaginal canal, there's actually all of these release points that you can tap into to release stored emotions and stored traumas. And it's a brilliant, brilliant network to learn about and how you can release it on the physical level and how you can release it on the emotional level and how you can release it on the mental level. Like there's so many different levels to release it on. Wow. I've never heard, I have to go back and listen to that episode now because oh, I, we have to talk about like, de-armoring. I know. I was like, I know a good amount about this and like, I've never heard this. So I feel like I have to go learn some more. Oh, <laughs> I can be in the middle of a simple de-armoring feeling great, feeling in my pleasure and out of the freaking blue, I'm like bawling. Mm. It's like 10 seconds and then it's over. I don't even know what it is. You don't need to know what it is. It's just simply releasing. It's brilliant. And I love that you said that you don't need to know what it is because so often this is actually one of my biggest beefs with a lot of the mental health professions because what what I realized is, is that learning how to be a trauma-informed professional is not required in a lot of professions where we need people to be trauma-informed, like the medical community. That's one of my goals is to help educate the medical community on how to process your own trauma and also how to like help your patients as well. And recognize it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And one of, one of the things that kind of gets under my skin though, is this idea of, you know, I lay on the couch and talk about my traumas for 60 minutes. Well, how about we talk about your trauma for like 60 seconds and then we do some forward facing trauma treatments and, and strategies that actually allow you to operate in your body now. Yeah, so we don't get have into to your body. Back. Yeah. Like we don't have to go back and go through the whole thing again and possibly cause a re-traumatization. Yes. We can just feel the feelings and feel safe feeling the feelings now and that be it. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a whole world to play with. And it is so fun. Like I absolutely love learning new things about my body, seeing how it reacts to certain things, different practices, somatic practices. I love everything somatic. Embodiment is the key. We were, we did a a podcast this morning too, which is probably airing a few weeks ago on learning how to do sexy selfies. And number one key is to get into your body because if you're not in your body, you're going to feel awkward and uncomfortable and it's going to show in your photos, but get into your body and be you. And the most amazing, amazing, beautiful photos come from that. I love this because of the empowerment piece, because of the alignment and like the authenticity piece, because those are some of the spaces that we have been shamed around the most usually is like, particularly with your body. And I just did a business boudoir photo shoot where I, mm-hmm. I did business photos from and hired a boudoir photographer to do those. And she's like, I've never done this before. And also I'm obsessed because this is such, such a cool idea because my business is the pleasure of business. And I was like, I want people to really recognize that if we are feeling very inauthentic and, and unaligned and like disconnected from our bodies in the quote unquote bedroom, like you're bringing that into your business. It totally 
yeah, people like to pretend that I hear people say, well, are you a life coach or are you a business coach? And I say, yes, because you're not, your personal life is not separated from your business. And if you think, if you're telling yourself it is, you're missing out on a huge, huge, really untapped wealth of energy. And you're probably really holding yourself back in some spaces because we can't segment our lives like that. That's not how it works. Yeah, it is all connected. And that is by getting in your body and tapping into who you are, that is your power. And that is where you will release and show up as your most powerful self and really unleash. I want to use the word like unleash all of that power that is in you with being in your body. But the way you're going to get to being able to be in your body is first clearing the trauma issues, first clearing little T's, the big T's, all the stuff that's in there so that it's comfortable and safe to be in your body. Cause there's many, many people that are feel very, very uncomfortable to even be in their body and they're numb, disconnected and won't even go there. Yeah. You know, I have multiple bullying experiences in my past and a sexual assault. And so, you know, I've been with my husband, like I said, for 16 years, we met three months after I was assaulted by an ex-boyfriend. And so really like, you know, we're 10 years in and all of a sudden like he does something and I like turn around and like punch him. Right. He's like, what, what just happened? And I'm like, oh, that wasn't about you. That was about me. Right. And really it was about that time that I was like, I got to deal with this. Like I have to actually be willing to stop being comfortable in this discomfort and get uncomfortable so that I can get really deeply comfortable with myself as like crazy as that sounds, but I love that. Yeah. Like I had to, yeah. Stop being comfortable, being uncomfortable and get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. I remember though, in the beginning, the fear, the, oh my gosh, I can't go there. Fear is huge and it can feel so scary and so overwhelming even to just start going and digging into a little bit, it can feel like this biggest mountain in the world and there's no way you can get through it. What would you say to people there, Lee, if you were sharing, okay, where to start? You know, I think it's, well, there's a couple of things is one, if you're somebody who really wants to learn more about how trauma exists, like what it is, how it works in your body, I have two favorite books. Um, one is The Body Keeps the Score. Yes, amazing. I absolutely book. love It's a doozy. And actually, I don't recommend listening to it on audiobook if you have a lot of big T traumas because it can actually trigger you. It is so, very like, triggering. Yeah. yeah. Start, start easy, go slow. And then the other one I think is um, nope, just totally left my brain. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, no worries. A really quick way to notice also even beyond books is, are you reacting? Are you snapping at people you love? Are you shutting down completely when people want to talk to you about money or a bill comes in and you're ignoring it or. hmm. Yes. Thank you. Cause like, this is the question that if you're asking yourself this question a lot, you have trauma and it's time to like find a coach, read the book, do the thing is why am I like this? 
Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. That was a question that would come up for me, like where I'd be in a moment. And I'm like, why am I doing this? Why am I like this? I know this isn't how I want to show up. I can recognize that uh, we call it moral injury. So it's basically where we have morals and values. And then we get into situations where we violate those morals and values. And Mm. as we're doing it or right after you do it, you're like, why did I just do that? And so I see it in people who have issues with addiction or with domestic violence or with all of these places where they're like, I I know better. And yet I keep ending up here. That likely means that you have a trauma response. And even going beyond that, if you're like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? There's something wrong. With yes. me. Obviously there's something wrong with me. What is wrong with me? And that can cause you spiraling. If you are saying that to yourself, there's some trauma that you want to look at. Yeah. And just knowing that you are so not alone, it is so normal. I think and there's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> Let's no, go there. Not, there's, there's nothing, nothing wrong, wrong with, you. with you. Yeah. That's, that's the coolest part about doing trauma work for me is I was like, actually not, not only is there nothing wrong with me, but the reason I'm acting the way that I am is because my brain cares about me so much and has adapted so much that it's doing everything it can to keep me safe. Yeah. It's signaling help, 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 please help. So listen to it. Yeah. And if you notice it's happening, this is, this is one of the coolest things that I learned when I was going through my trauma certification was the body loves to heal itself. The brain loves to heal itself. And so if you are starting to notice these things, if you are starting to have maybe brief flashbacks of things happening, or you're having a lot of emotional activation around something and you're noticing it, that is your brain sending you the signal that you are healthy enough and you are ready to heal it. Yeah, I love that. Such an amazing convo. There's so much more we can go into here. Biggest thing I would say, if you are questioning what's going on or what, where you're at, or if something's wrong, or do you need to talk to somebody is simply reach out and talk to somebody because it feels like this cliff that there's no way you can go off of it. But as soon as you do, you will feel so supported and loved just by taking that first step. And you'll be shocked at why you didn't do it sooner. Yes. And always, this is the one question you can ask to know if you're going to be in a good, safe, supported situation is, are you trauma-informed? Because the people who know what that means will say, yes, absolutely. This is how I set up this safe, supportive, integrated, stabilizing space for you. And the people who don't know what that means are going to say, oh, um, and right then, that's how I know I'm like, <laughs> okay, you may be an absolutely wonderful practitioner and I need someone who knows what this means and who knows how to, how to um, safety, create yes, that safety ability. yeah, so that you can dive in to where you need to dive in. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, that is it for today, ladies. Thank you so, so much for joining us, Lee. I've loved this conversation And I think we will have to do a continuation later as we dig into more. Sounds wonderful. Thank you so much. You're so, so welcome. 
Thank you for listening to The Badass Bitches. We invite you to follow us and join in the conversation on Facebook at 4BadassB, using the number 4, and on Instagram at 4BadassBitches, again, using the number 4, because we are for all you badass bitches. We'd love to hear your thoughts, comments, and what you would love to hear more about. Until next time, bitches.